All right, let's go. Maverick Magazine on the air. Here we are, well into it. Into the soup, Bernsey. We're into the soup. Absolutely. Try that again there, buddy. It's already week four here. Yeah, Nick Burns, Jordan O'Grady, and Connor Wachtel join me. I'm Paul Allen. I work in the Minnesota State Department of Athletics, and we're glad you're along with us this beautiful Friday morning here in the key city. It is Maverick Magazine, and a full slate of events for the Mavericks this weekend, uh, enjoying this unbelievable fall weather, although not a whole lot at home going on this weekend. We do have some home events on today. Of yeah. course, we've got some soccer today and some soccer on Sunday, but everything else is on the road, Bernsey. Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, we had a pretty busy weekend last weekend with uh, some football and volleyball. Obviously, next week will be homecoming, so we'll have plenty of uh, stuff going on next week. But, yeah, this weekend is definitely going to be a little bit more of a quiet one. But, you know, like you said, looking forward to some uh, excellent soccer uh, here this weekend, you know. A couple things I want to I want to bring up. <clears throat> um, players of the week. Uh-huh. We've had some. Already. Uh, the conference players of the weekend. It's been great. Um, of course, our fall sports are in full swing. Mm-hmm. So that means football. Yep. Means women's soccer. Means women's volleyball. Yep. Means men's and women's cross country. Yep. Men's and women's golf. So Ben Lafine was uh, golfer of the week last week. He tied for first at uh, a turn up in Bemidji. And then this past weekend uh, was medalist. Ran away with the Hard Rocker Invitational Tournament title. Mavericks finished fourth overall out in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Not Player of the Week. Not Player of the Week. Not Player of the Week. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. But Amanda Montplaisir, member of our women's cross-country team, finished first at the Lucien Rosa Invitational over at UW Parkside. Over in Kenosha. Which is in Kenosha. Yep. But by the way, Bernsey, uh, a little homework for you. Next time we're at uh, UW Parkside, mm-hmm. you got to explain to me why it's Parkside and not UW Kenosha. Just food for thought. I don't <laughs> think you, I, I'm looking at you right now. I'm pretty sure you don't know. I do not know. Yeah, I don't uh, know why they call themselves. And I know Parkside. for sure Connor doesn't know. Nope. But Jordan might know, or at least Jordan would have a theory. Do you want to add your bets on that? I, I think Jordan would have a theory. Do you want to add your bets on me having a theory? Or <laughs> you what? might have a theory. Well, you know what, Jordan? What I've discovered, uh, you're an East Coast guy, and yep. one of those guys uh, who is loquacious. You stumped me there. Loquacious, not <laughs> afraid to offer up your opinion. All right, fair enough. Stuff. So I'm assuming I haven't been to uh, Burns. Have you been to Kenosha, Wisconsin? I have not. No. I'm assuming that there's some beautiful vistas over <laughs> in Kenosha. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I'm going to, well, we'll have to discuss that. I didn't want to get bogged down in that too much, but congratulations to Amanda, Buffalo, Minnesota native, who uh, was NSIC Women's Cross Country um, Athlete of the Week after uh, capturing the individual title over in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin last weekend. Uh, Mavericks uh, won the team title there, so that was that was pretty cool. And, and um, uh, men's and, and uh, women's golf were in action uh, this past week with uh, the men. Um, uh, out at uh, Rapid City at the uh, Hard Rock Invitational, mentioned uh, Ben Lafine's uh, performance there. He's off to a great start for the Mavericks from Sleepy Eye, senior from Sleepy Eye. And the women's golf team was at the Golden Bear Classic. Um, and the women's cross-country team, along with the men's cross-country team in action today, up at one of the most prestigious uh, cross-country events in the in the country with the Rick Griak Invitational taking place up in Minneapolis. So looking forward to some... Uh, 
some cross country today, and um, I think the women's golf team is at the Mustang Invitational this weekend as well over in uh, Marshall, Minnesota. There you go. Yep. Um, but today, if you look at our schedule, we've got some stuff going on right here in Mankato with the women's soccer team in action. Right, Connor? You bet, Pierre. What, what do you think? What do you think about uh, women's soccer so far? We had a uh, a tough go over at uh, Augustana last yeah, weekend. It's been interesting. Five one goal matches this uh, fall. Yep. The Mavericks um, lost one nothing to Augustana last Sunday, and um, in opening SIC weekend, we won on Friday versus Wayne State uh, with a two one victory. Uh, Louisa Shromoff scored her first career goal on an assist by Ashlyn Watt to put the Mavericks on the board first. And then Jenny Vetter uh, sealed the deal in the 22nd minute um, with a goal before Wildcats just cut the deficit and happened about the 88th minute. So, so Je- Jenny Vetter continues to be obviously our top offensive threat, has been almost her entire career here. Uh, Rankings-wise, uh, Connor, uh, career goals, and, and she's been – Continuing to move up our list, right? Yep, she has twenty. She has twenty-eight goals, which ranks tenth all time, and fourteen game-winning goals, and that was one there again. Um, she's tied for third on that yeah, list. Yeah, clutch. She, not only does she score goals, but she scores important goals. Yep. So uh, women's soccer at home today against Bemidji State, right? What do yep. we know about the Beavers? That's uh, and that, that's a pretty good program. Jim yeah. Jim Stone has done a great job with that program up at BSU, and and uh, certainly would be a good test for us today. Certainly. Um, so the Beavers are, they, ooh, where is it? They are 5-0 and this season overall, and they uh, swept NSIC weekend last weekend, uh, defeating Northern State 2-1 and MSU Moorhead 2-0. Um, they are 15th in the nation. They just broke into the rankings uh, this week, and their leading scorer, Sarah Went, actually has 17 points in just five games wow. so far this season. Okay. So. Well, it'll be a nice match of the two of the top offensive players in the country, yeah. Sarah Went and Jenny Vetter. Certainly. Yeah, look forward to that. So it's a 3 p.m. start at the at the pitch, and then we're off tomorrow, and we're home again on Sunday, right? Yep. Minnesota Crookston at 1 p.m. Okay. So uh, big matches, obviously. We've uh, uh, lost to uh, a good program at Central Mo earlier on, and then um, probably a, um, that game against Augustana could be a important one down the road. Yeah. Um, plenty of schedule left. For the Mavericks, though, so not trying to read too much into it. Certainly, um, volleyball team in action on the road this week. Uh, this weekend, uh, Jordan after um, Winona State was here on Tuesday, and that was uh, kind of cool to see one of the top teams in the country come to town, and uh, probably a little learning situation for the Mavericks on Tuesday at Taylor Center against the Warriors. Yeah, you know, uh, playing. Uh, they kind of bucked the trend of doing the five set shindig from last weekend in this and you know got a real true test to really uh see where they're at on the season uh, of course playing number 11 Winona at home on Tuesday and then they got another tough opponent today in Northern State up in Aberdeen South Dakota a uh, team that's not ranked but very close to being ranked they received a bunch of votes for the top 25 uh coming in on Monday and you know it's going to be another big test because Winona their conference loss came from northern so this team obviously has a lot of talent themselves and can be another game or match rather to see where they're at and what you know in the young season and um see if they can find some more offensive firepower kind of put away some of the stuff they they were close multiple times in the sets against winona 
but just kind of get over the proverbial hump and really take control of that match. And so it's uh, another chance to get better here against Northern and see where they're at in terms of conference play. And then and then after the Northern today, tomorrow they'll go to MSU Moorhead, who's just struggling, hasn't found a win in any matches here. So let's hope it's not a get-right match, but at the end of the weekend that could be a, um, a get-right match if things don't go as planned today at Northern. But, you know, looking for a strong performance on the rebound. Um See what see what happens. Lots, um, lots of long rallies against yeah. Winona State, and it seemed like the uh, when the rallies were over, it was Winona State that yeah, ended up exactly. uh, getting it. So uh, being able to finish <clears throat> yep. was a big problem there for the Mavericks on Tuesday. But they show promise. They got a lot of young young talent, and just trying to piece together the offensive side of it defensively, they're pretty stout. Um, so I guess. I know I want to hold off on women's hockey. Uh, women's hockey is at Merrimack to open the season this weekend. We'll save them uh, till the end, Connor. But they do start their season tonight. I want to talk a little bit about the um, football program. Mm-hmm. Burnsy, a, a, a nice win for the Mavericks at yes. Blakesley uh, last weekend, uh, able to pull away from uh, a, a pretty good Bemidji State team yep. in front of over five thousand fans at, on a beautiful. Uh, Saturday afternoon uh, at the Blake. Yeah, as TJ uh, Palisati would say, it's always a it's a beautiful day for football, and yep. it certainly was. You know, I, going into that game against Bemidji, I expected a pretty good battle, and we certainly got that for like the first half. It was uh, we were uh, we just had a seven point lead at halftime, but you know, it felt like things were going fairly well for us. I mean, Bemidji came out and scored a touchdown pretty quick to tie up the score at twenty four twenty four, just two minutes into the second half. But then after that, it was all us. Uh, we we dominated the final 28 minutes and we outscored them 21 to nothing. It just our team just flipped flipped on and flipped to another gear and they just uh, controlled the pace there on out. Bemidji couldn't really seem to get anything going. Maybe part of that was just their the fact that they were constantly throwing. I remember uh, didn't we uh, after their first score yeah. their next two drives I think we, we, they account their next two drives weren't didn't even last a combined total of a minute. Yeah. So, you know, and, of course, you're giving our offense a chance to run the ball and grind away, and that's just going to wear down mm-hmm. the defense. And I think that kind of showed at the very end where we were able to kind of move the ball up and down the field, uh, whereas Bemidji just struggled to get anything going there offensively uh, down the stretch. A couple but, of things. Well, yep. to, to your points, a couple of things there. Uh, the Mavericks' defensive backs and secondary as a whole, I think, mm-hmm. much improved from the first two weeks. I know we saw some big plays wide open plays given up by them against Duluth and even a few against um, uh, Northern mm-hmm. of week one. So that was great to see him gel and really come become a cohesive unit on the back end and kept everything in front and rallied and made tackles. And then, you know, when you run that five wide offense, you, you're going to live and die by it. You're going to go three and out or you're going to get big plays and score consistently. Mm-hmm. And when you get shut down and much like you just said, Bernsey, when we're, you get that, they're going to shorten the clock on you, yep. and you're going to become more and more desperate as the game went on. But yep. I think defensively, finally found a really good yep. mix of what needed to be done on the back end, and bringing that with a yep. pass rush on the front end really made a cohesive effort. And uh, that was, the, I think, the promising look that Maverick fans were looking for yep. was that finally mm-hmm. 
piece together and now you got something to really build off you know what's working for you so yeah that's something yeah. to be happy about going forward well, here th three things there if i can remember all three is in my <laughs> head as i was adding them up there one was jim glagowski our defensive coordinator who does a great job yeah. at mentioned before the season they thought that this might be one of the most talented group of mm -hmm. uh, uh guys on his side of the ball he's had since he's mm -hmm. been here and and and, and uh, we all know that we had a, uh, a situation where we're going to have a bunch of new faces mm -hmm. uh, in the lineup there. And, it's, and, and uh, I guess the hope was that uh, eventually, uh, you know, you're young, but it would find a, find a way to it all come together. And maybe yep. that's where we're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the number of uh, weapons we have offen offensively. Yep. I don't know if I sh see a, a Shane Zilstra or uh, Nate Gunn. There, although there's times where I look at Sleezer and I go, holy smokes. Yeah. He reminds yeah. me of a guy, and this predates all of you guys combined <laughs> age-wise, but <laughs> we had a guy named Rick Fossey uh, okay. that played for us. And Burns, you've, you're, you're familiar with that name because you've done our record book stuff. Mm -hmm. But they uh, were similar runners, hard runners, mm -hmm. um, with with also uh, the ability to go around guys if you want to yeah. because you, you've got speed. But uh, Sleezer is a slasher. Uh, who is extremely tough? Yeah, but uh, he's uh, he, he's quick at the line of scrimmage, but um, he's got breakaway speed too, too. I think definitely. And then the the third thing I was going to say was uh, relative to I guess the my point number two and the depth we have with the weapons is the number of how many those tight ends that we have. They all yeah. kind of look the same, <laughs> right? They're all like big. They're all big. They're all big yeah. with length and uh -huh. uh, athletic and. Um, uh, we're not afraid to throw the ball to our no. tight ends. No, definitely not. And, of course, some of our tight ends got in on some really good blocking downfield, yeah. like uh, what was that long run or that long pass or yeah. Tanner, something like that. Tanner, and Tanner, Johnson Tanner, Tanner was all the way down there blocking pretty much the whole way to get us that extra Tanner, 20, Tanner Johnson, 25 yards. Big number 85. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, able to make a nice catch and yep. uh, run too. But so. and and they, well, good they thing he's got those really sticky gloves. Yes, the, as he described to us, the all-weather the all gloves, gloves yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the Mavericks offense really utilizes those tight ends individually but adds to the whole of a team. I mean, as we saw against Minnesota Duluth, they had a really good delay, So, meaning coming off the block, you delay in the block and you sneak out the backside and find them wide open. And then they're really – they're the extension of the offensive line a lot of time in the ground and pound being the sixth and seventh offensive linemen, so to speak. And they, they do. They are, they're very committed to the overall success of the team and that fact that they will stick their nose in a block and do what's needed. And they're not the big flashy playmaking tight ends that you see yep. in a lot of other offenses. Yeah. And so they contribute in their real team. Team they, they look like a bunch of clones. I mean, yeah. just uh, up there, <laughs> and they wear similar numbers. Yeah, um, yeah. we haven't even mentioned Jalen Sample either, uh, uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver, he's, who's he's really stepped up. I mean, you know, yeah. like you said, it's you can't replace a Shane Zilstra or a Nate Gunn, but uh, Jalen's come in there and he's been the number one target for our QBs this year, and he's a. Uh, He's taken that, taken he's over that game, role very game, well. He's a game breaker. A couple uh, hundred yard rece yard receiving games yeah. already this year in three games. Not too shabby. No. So no. we're on the road, Burnsy, up to the Magic City, <laughs> Minot State. Yep. Uh, tomorrow at six p.m. Yes. Um, you go on the road. It's in, in our league. It's always uh, going to be a, a challenge, especially when you have this long road trip. But that's the mm -hmm. game we go up to my not expecting to come back with a W. Oh, yeah. At, right? Yeah, we definitely would go up expecting a W against uh, my not. My not right now is really uh, struggling. Uh, teams have uh, 
been averaging just shy of 50 points against them so far this year, and they've only scored 10 points through through three games. So us going up there, you'd certainly expect us to get a win against uh, the Beavers and everything like that. And, um, you know, I mean, we faced them four times in our history, and I think the closest game would be 2016 when we beat them 35-7. to So, and that was the closest uh, final score has All ever right. been. So, Well, we need to keep but winning. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and um, obviously uh, – J.D. Akoa, he moved into the top 10 for uh, career passing yards now this past uh, weekend, so he's just climbing up those ranks. And, of course, another record that sh- we're thinking should probably be broken this weekend would be the all-time coaches' uh, victories record here with yeah. Coach Hoffner right now. He's tied with Dan Runkle for with 108 career coaching victories. So if he gets this win, he'll be the all-time leader. In all-time win. win. And we've had football here since 1923, mm-hmm. so that's uh, significant. Yep. Um Good luck to the Mavericks. Safe travels to all our teams that are on the road this weekend. Uh, speaking of teams on the road, our women's hockey team opens uh, the 2021-22 season with a non-conference series at, at Merrimack. Connor, it's a hockey east. Merrimack's hockey east. Yes, sir. And uh, that game's available for free um, uh, via streaming, and, and you go to msumavericks.com, and we've got the link on there. So uh, looking forward to the opening of the season, and hopes are, are uh, continue to rise with our women's hockey program. Connor, we expect yes. to uh, open the season uh, uh, hopefully and, and have a good result this weekend against Merrimack. Big time. Uh, five o'clock tonight, three o'clock tomorrow um, in Merrimack. Um, yeah, seven, twelve, and one finish last season. Jess Condis and Britton Fleming, sen- seniors last year, used up their extra year of el- eligibility, so they're back as Maverick captains. Uh, Jamie Nelson, uh, the WCHA's reigning rookie of the year. Um, is back. She was the leading scorer for the Mavericks last season with eight goals, seven assists for 15 points. And Cal Frank is back between the, between the pipes, baby. Yep. So let's go. Yeah, uh, Britton Fleming's moving up uh, the list in career stuff. She should yes. uh, rank in, uh, I would think, fairly high by the end of it. You know, she stays healthy over the course of the season, but she's, she's had a nice career for Minnesota State and, and provides tremendous leadership. Yeah, she's a big-time playmaker. She's seventh on MSU's list of all time uh, with uh, 45 career assists. So. Yeah, games played, she'll rank up there by the end uh, yes. as well, I think. I'm sure. As uh, you get that extra year, that uh, <laughs> is, a, is a bonus. And, and with the young team that we have, with some of the young talent, it's always good to have that veteran uh, leadership around. I think we were fourth in the WCHA preseason poll. Fifth. Fourth? Four, fifth in the, yeah, fifth in both. Fifth. Last year and then the preseason poll. Oh, okay, the preseason poll, okay. Okay. Um, of course, you're in with Minnesota and Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota Duluth, uh, three of the top teams in the in the country yeah. there. And, um, of course, Ohio State, another Big Ten school. And, and so um, St. Cloud State and Bemidji State is just a great mm-hmm. um, women, women's hockey league. And newcomer St. Thomas, too, correct? Yeah, it'll be interesting. And St. Thomas. Um, I did want to mention um, homecoming next weekend. Burnsy. We've got Concordia St. Paul coming to town yep. next uh, Saturday for uh, football action. 2 p.m. kickoff at the Blake. Yep. Uh, Friday night we have a special event with the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, induction ceremony taking place at the CSU Ballroom, and we haven't talked about that too much. I think uh, over the uh, – given the fact we didn't have it uh, – Last year, yeah. I, I think we may have touched on this the year before. Uh, we were supposed to induct this class back in the fall of 2020, and and with uh, COVID, like a lot of things, uh, got postponed. So we're finally going to be able to induct yeah. this class. So we're excited. Uh, eight individuals, uh, a team, 
and then we're giving up a, a couple other awards, but I just want to go over real quick about the individuals in Burnsy. You're familiar with a, a couple of them with Heather Johnson-Anderson and Joanne Noreen Thomason, two members of the national mm-hmm. championship team yep. for women's basketball back in 2009 being inducted. Yeah, I mean, it was well-deserved by both of them. Uh, Heather Johnson, uh, All-American honors uh, during that last season, you know, hitting a whole bunch of threes. She still owns our all-time uh, three-point record here at Minnesota State. Uh, Joanne Noreen, she was probably all around the best player that that was on that team. She was so versatile, could do pretty much almost anything you asked her, you could ask her to do. And then um, I know in some of the really tough games, she was the one who would uh, take charge and uh, get uh, some of those big baskets there late when you really needed them. So it's great to see that they're they're getting inducted. Um, obviously, the team was inducted the year prior, but uh, you know it's great to see them getting uh, recognition too. Well, and with Heather, just to take a second to reflect yeah. on uh, their careers, Heather was just a, such a such a weapon. Yes, because of her outside ability, she could do a, a bunch of different things. And and she redshirted, I think, her first year here, coming out of a. I think she. She's might. from Janesville, so it's yep. a small school, and and but ended up having a, a, just a great yep. career for us. Yep. Uh, NSIC Player of the Year, a mm-hmm. senior, and of course the name of the All Tournament team. Yep. I think she was National Tournament MVP. Yeah, she was, yeah. Um, got, I got a story from uh, that game, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. So we're this is when we're trailing uh, Franklin Pierce. This is in the second half. I think we're trailing by four or five points, maybe eight. Uh, it was it was at a point when we were trailing. Tiffany Moore, our point guard, she manages to steal the ball, and there's a two-on-one break for with her and Heather Johnson. Tiff passes to Heather, and she could have had a wide-open layup if she just went, but she pulled up at the three-point line, shot it, and drained it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, we're okay. Right, well, The confidence is still there. They're not panicking. We're okay. I've said before, um, all five of the starting lineup eventually is going to be in our Hall of Fame. And yep. Tiff Tiffany Moe, who was a junior on that team, mm-hmm. um, I remember that play specifically, and it was amazing because you're absolutely right. She had driven – the lane and I uh, was about to lay it in and spotted Heather. It was yep. almost like she spotted uh, peripheral vision, spotted Heather yep. and kicked it back out to Heather who was standing on the outside of She's the like, three okay. point line and we'll take the three instead of the two. Sure, why not? Just, uh, uh, anyways, um, excited about uh, them and, and uh, Joanne uh, Noreen who comes from a, a basketball family. Her dad was a, a basketball coach. I talked to Pam Gold here uh, a couple weeks ago about Heather and Joanne, and she talked about Joanne's how gritty she was and the leadership provided, and yep. and uh, she she remembered a, a time when uh, Joanne had at a, a, a team meeting and got up and said, "I'm here to play basketball. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm here to play basketball, mm-hmm. and I want to win." And uh, that was the type of player she was. And yep. I think that they, they all sort of were that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, just a couple of uh, uh, quality. Student athletes, uh, uh, all American pedigrees who played a national championship team. It's just two great inductees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Fox, who uh, is our all time leading scorer for our Division One era on our men's hockey program, was a key guy when we first went Division One and got into the WCHA, was an all WCHA guy as a senior. And uh, we won a first round series and went to the Final Five that year and came within one game of qualifying for the NCAA tournament. And Aaron was. Uh, uh, a key guy, and, and since leaving MSU, has had a lengthy career playing pro hockey, both in North America and in Europe, and has remained in Europe, and now is a coach and general manager in Great Britain in, in uh, the, the pro league over in uh, the British Elite League. But he also uh, has been at Croatia and uh, the Czech Republic, and he's been all over Europe and yeah. had a, a really nice career over there as an executive. Uh, Brittany Henderson, another one of your favorite uh, 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 student-athletes, yeah. Burnsy, uh, uh, 14-time uh, All-American. Yeah, that, is, that uh, has to be the most. Sprinter for us. Yeah, one of our most decorated <laughs> yeah. all-time student-athletes. Uh-huh. and uh, uh, Just a, a quality individual. And uh, mm-hmm. 
Brittany worked for us as a time uh, in compliance and eligibility with student services and, and has done really well for herself since, since graduating. Uh, Marty Wally, you remember Marty, Marty mm-hmm. as well, yep. as well, probably our most decorated all-time men's swimmer. Uh, uh, went to the U.S. The only at that time, the only Division II uh, male invited to uh, try out for the U.S. Olympic yeah. team at the Olympic trials. Uh, now the uh, uh, men's swim coach over at uh, Southwest Minnesota right. State. Mm-hmm. So excited to have him back. We also have in the builders category after those five student athletes, uh, Chris Painter, uh, who was involved in the radio industry for a long time, uh, Dan Rochaddle, a former football player of ours who stayed uh, involved with us for, uh, from a booster standpoint and helped us out in the football press box and along with the chain gang has never stopped his relationship with us. Yep. One of the all-time great guys. Yep. Looks like a bear. Looks like a big bear uh-huh. sometimes. There was one time... <clears throat> I well, was, it gets cold up in that press box, <clears throat> so... I was at, I was at Target... And uh, I walk, go walking past the bell ringer, and there was a guy dressed as Santa at this uh, mm-hmm. Salvation Army uh, bell ringer. I look over, and it was Dan Rochaddle. <laughs> yep. yep. He, he's, he's, got, he's, he's, he's a little gray now, so he yeah. looks a little bit like Santa Claus. <laughs> and then Randy Zelmer, who's been involved with uh, a lot of different things at MSU um, from a fundraising standpoint, a booster standpoint, a longtime uh, president of our Hoops Club. Uh, we're recognizing him as inducting, by inducting him into our Hall of Fame, too. Um, the wrestling team from 0708, which finished yeah. second in the country. By half a point. By too. half a point uh, mm-hmm. to Nebraska Kearney. And we had three national championships uh, uh, individually on that team. And we've already inducted uh, uh, one member of that team, and there'll be more after, but Jason Roten, um, who captured a national title at 157, Andy Picara 165, um, uh, and Brady Wilson. Those were three all three, uh, um uh, all Americans that we had at uh, nationals that year. Um, uh, excited to uh, welcome back the wrestling team from 0708. Uh, and then we have uh, Jim Schaefer Service Award. Todd Finkston, who's our director of campus recreation, is going to be recognized with the Jim Schaefer Award and our philanthropic award recipients, Brad Koenig and Mark Koenig. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you ever talked to Brad Koenig. Uh, Brad is uh, pretty active on Twitter. Uh, Mavs Laker, I think is him. Yeah. you've probably seen this stuff. I know on I've seen yeah. plenty of tweets from yeah. him. Yeah, so. and and if you go on the road, he knowing yeah. Brad, he might be up at Minot this weekend to watch us <laughs> compete. So, yeah. um, so that event is next Friday uh, in the CSU Ballroom and and uh, msumavericks dot com. Uh, we have a story up there right now with a link for tickets. Where we still are, uh, if you're interested in going, you have till Sunday night to reserve your ticket for that event. And we usually get two hundred, three hundred people there. It's one of our signature events. Excited. Um, it's such a great event combined with homecoming. So looking forward to uh, recognizing uh, some luminaries yep. next uh, Friday. Casey Lloyd, of course, will be our uh, master of ceremonies. Always does a great job with that. Mm-hmm.